All right, here we go in three, two, one, Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live on the line with my boy on the other side of the state. Mr. Fermi, welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. We're back week two, officially. So uh, a lot to go over. Very exciting here on our Wednesday Leans, Looks, and Lines podcast. Uh, you know, week one I thought went well for me. A lot of stuff on the side. I was happy I went 1-0. and Probably should have put two units on that uh, over for App State, North Carolina. That thing flew over the total. Uh, I can't remember. Did you go 3-2 and two or 2-3? Two and three? Two and three this week. Five and five overall. Five and five overall. Okay, so we're so we're not doing bad. Paying a little juice here. Uh, you and I talked about how uh, there's a lot of great games this week, and they're spread out before we got started. Just out of curiosity, real quick, give me a hot short take on the college football expansion. Uh, the playoffs going to twelve teams. So I, I like it. I do like it mostly because it means more football of quality, like competition, quality teams. So like at the end of the year, we love bowl season. It's just going to prolong bowl season, which I really like. I mean, and I don't think you're going to see a lot of guys sitting out like you typically would when they opt out to prepare for the draft, at least not in those top 12 squads. So I'm hopeful that we see a little bit of more, a little more quality football because of it. But Remains to be seen. Now we're just going to be talking about the 13th and 14th place teams getting screwed out of the playoff. I am, yes, maybe. I'm very excited for it, to be quite honest with you. I know the argument, and it's a pretty good argument for me, uh, to say that, you know, a, a team like Oregon right now, right? The 11th, uh, 11th ranked team in the nation, totally blown out by Georgia. I don't know. Maybe you'll catch someone. Do I think a 12 seed would win overall? No, but, you know, they never thought a one seed would win overall in the March Madness tournament. And here we are, you know, less than four years out from it happening. So I think it's a possibility, right? Yeah, that's that's very true. And Oregon is a very good example because, I mean, after that showing against Georgia, they, they would have a very, very tough path to get to the Final Four. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, the Final Four. So. I, I mean, that is really the only way they have a, a chance to squeeze into a playoff would be with the with the expansion. Well, let's squeeze in some uh, leans and lines here for me. We're going to start with Friday night. Only two games. Louisville is getting five and a half over under 61 and a half at UCF. Louisville looked horrible on Saturday for me. Uh, UCF back to their normal, you know, beating up on smaller ball teams. But now, you know, uh, you know, the line's gone at two and a half points in their favor. Uh, in Louisville's favor, and then Boise State looked awful. So happy I had a parlay with Oregon State in there and didn't hedge it. Thank you for that advice. Boise State minus 17, over under 44 at New Mexico. Anything on the two Friday night games for me? So I sort of like Louisville on a bounce back. I mean, UCF, like you said, beat a small ball team. I, I think Louisville's set up for a bounce back here. I mean, it doesn't feel great looking at how they got blown out by Syracuse, but that's just, it's sort of a lean. I don't know if I'm going to bet it at all. Certainly not one of my top plays of the week, but I could see them winning and that would not, not surprise me whatsoever. As I'm flipping through my book here, let me see what Boise State, UT Martin, then at UTEP. Now, I, I'm going to stay away from that Boise State game. I thought maybe there would be a look ahead here. 
uh, to, to maybe lean, look at Boise, make sure you watch what they do, and then the week after, but they play an FCS team. So let's get right into Saturday. Let's go over some noon games. I'm going to try to hit six in a row here for me. Let me take a breath, and we're off. Ohio State at home, minus 44.5, over under 68.5 against Arkansas State. Georgia State at home against North Carolina, getting 7.5, over under 64.5. Ohio at Penn State, getting 24.5. The over under is 54. We have UTSA, minus 2.5, over under 54 and a half at Army. And finally, for this round, for the first part of the games here, we have Southern Miss getting 25 over under 51 at Miami. Let me tell you something. Southern Miss played Liberty tough, but I don't know if they're going to be able to hold on against Miami. UTSA with the game of the week against Houston, giving up two and a half at Army. Army is better than what they I thought they were going to be. Coastal also way better than what I thought they were going to be. Man, that over is a little juicy right now. I'll tell you what, again, for an option team, but UTSA, that was an absolute barn burner into triple overtime there, or double overtime, excuse me, with Houston. Penn State has been known to trounce MAC teams for me. And remember, about mm, six, seven years ago, somewhere in that range, they actually lost to Ohio at Penn State. You can definitely see Franklin running up the scores. Everyone is going to be on Georgia State against North Carolina this week, getting seven and a half. And man, Ohio State did not look good. Isn't this the spot where they put up a 60-burger on Arkansas State, who has nothing to answer? Fermi, thoughts? All right. So I like Georgia State plus seven and a half. Um, So they outgained South Carolina last week. And they ended up giving up two blocked punt for, punts for touchdowns. And that was really what swung the game. I mean, that was the momentum shift for the game. I really like Georgia State plus seven and a half. I, it's not one of my favorite plays, but I'm telling you, that's out of these six games early that you read off. That's definitely my favorite play of the mix there. The other game that I'm intrigued about is that Southern Miss line. I think it's a 25 right now. They, I mean, they're, they're a ball control team. Gore had 32 carries last week for 178 yards and two touchdowns. Miami blew the doors off Bethune-Cookman, which we knew they would. I think Southern Miss, if they can just generate some ball movement on the ground, they will shorten this game. And I think they can stay within 25. I don't I don't love it, but that's my early lean here. They only had 139 yards passing last week. Game went four overtimes. You'd think that I would... St- lean towards the over with Arkansas State. I mean, jeez, uh, six times seven is 42, right, everyone? Give me a field goal, 45. Are we thinking that, that Ohio State is not going to score six touchdowns in this game in a field goal? Don't score that. The question, I mean, the over-under is 68 and a half. Right. I mean, are the Arkansas State going to score? No, I, I mean, I'm thinking it's, it's Ohio State or nothing for me. Okay, okay. So, and boy, look at Penn State. That number hits 24 for me. I might have to take it. I might have to. It's down two points right now from 26 and a half. It's down 24 and a half. I can't believe I might take Penn State two weeks in a row in games, but man, it is hard for me to pass on that. Uh, Let's go right into some more noon games. Duke getting 10 at Northwestern over under 58 and a half. Mizzou getting seven and a half at uh, Kansas State. Over under 57. South Carolina getting nine at Arkansas. Over under 52 and a half. Alabama minus 20 at Texas. Over under 65 and a half. 
Wake Forest minus 12 and a half at Vanderbilt over under 65 and a half. We are not worried about Western Illinois, Minnesota, uh, NC State, Charleston. Stop there for me any games. I my favorite, One of my favorite plays of the whole week, and I've already locked it in, is Arkansas. I think they are going to destroy South Carolina. Jefferson is the real deal. He had a great game last week. Um, South Carolina, as I mentioned previously, they were they were not impressive to me against Georgia State. Like I said, they got outgained. And I don't see their special teams making a big difference like they did last week against this week against Arkansas versus how they played against last week against Georgia State. So I really like Arkansas minus eight. Um, that's the line I see right now. I locked it in at eight and a half. And I, I mean, I still love it. I think they win by double digits. Like it. I like it. Arkansas did look real good. I will say that. They definitely look good. And South Carolina, to your point, again, I watched that Georgia State game because I had the over with it, a little small ball play on my own. And I just don't think they have it for me. I, I don't think, think South Carolina has it. So I agree. That could be a 14-17 point win for Arkansas. Central. Yeah, they're at home too, man. That's a big. That's a big deal. SEC at home. Big. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, they have to go into their house. I, I just don't see it happening. One o'clock. We're starting these games. Central Michigan minus five over under fifty nine against South Alabama. Don't care about Southern Utah. Utah. Western Michigan minus six and a half over under fifty two and a half against Ball State. Lafayette at Temple. Marshall getting 20 and a half at Notre Dame over under 51 and a half. Maryland minus 27 over under 65 and a half against Charlotte. Tennessee minus six and a half over under 66 and a half at Pittsburgh. And then, oh my Lanta, Navy is getting six after losing to Delaware at home against Memphis over under 50 and a half. Boy, I'd like to think that the mids could fight one back here, but my goodness, did they look terrible. I am locked in for me. I had it at 65 and a half. I like it kind of actually up to about 68. Pitt, Tennessee, I took that over. I think Tennessee is going to come in here hot. I think they're coming in angry after being embarrassed last year. I think it was like 42 to 21 down there at Tennessee last year. This game has some steam to it. I can certainly see Pitt putting up points, and Tennessee has shown that they are competent on offense this year from what they've shown so far, but still, it clicked a lot better than it did the past two years. Maryland minus 27 at Charlotte. Fermi, Charlotte is dead in the water. Without Reynolds, that team is awful. They have nothing. I wouldn't touch that over. I think you might have learned your lesson from that. I won't touch yeah. it, but uh, Marshall, I'm interested in Notre Dame. Notre Dame didn't really impress me in offense, and Marshall is a sneaky good team in the Sun Belt this year. Keep an eye on that 230 slot. On the other two, I don't really have anything other than I kind of lean Central Michigan. If they if they did what they did against Oklahoma State, I'd like to believe for me that at 59, I think this game could hit the over, but I also like Central Michigan minus five. But I'm definitely locked in on that over for Pitt and uh, Tennessee. I've already bet Central Michigan minus five. I think that's a clear play. I I was on Central Michigan um, to cover last week. They played very good. They never went away. Um, Oklahoma State's for real, man. They're they're a good squad, and I Central Michigan is going to be. They're going to have a, a very big year against teams at their caliber. You know the non power five. So South Alabama also just a stat last year. First year head coach. Um, 0-3 last year under Womack as road dogs against the spread. They're road dogs, and they're going to lose again. They're not going to cover this. Um, I like Central Michigan minus five. 
the Pitt Tennessee game, I agree, it's going to be high scoring, but I I like Pitt on this side. Um, I got them at six and a half. I like them at home. They're coming off a a big battle with with West Virginia, and they know it's a must win. I mean these these non conference games for them to have a shot at the playoff, they need to beat these kind of teams. Um, and I do think Pitt could have a very very good year. They're going to be in the running to win the ACC Coastal. I think they have a shot. Um, to beat Tennessee money line, but I'm certainly going to take the six and a half. Hammond got hurt last week, and it made a difference, but um, I think he's going to be healthy enough to play this week is what I'm hearing. I do think they tried to slow the tempo a little bit, but I think Tennessee's defense has a, a few gaps, um, and I could see it being a high-scoring high scoring game. So I like Pitt on, on you know plus six and a half. Air Force minus seventeen and a half over under forty nine at home against Colorado starting that three thirty slate a little further, and then Texas A and M minus nineteen over under fifty four at home against Appalachian State Washington State getting seventeen and a half flying all the way out to Wisconsin over under forty nine Fermi at Clemson don't worry about that Kennesaw State at Cincinnati don't worry about that Middle Tennessee is getting eleven. At Colorado State, over under 57. Michigan State is minus 34 and a half, over under 56 at home against Akron. And then full stop here with Illinois, minus four and a half, over under 57 against Virginia. For me, I got to be honest with you, I watched that JMU Middle Tennessee State. You know, you try not to overreact too much, but oh my goodness. For JMU, imagine they are they they could still be considered an FCS team, and they went in and absolutely and totally embarrassed Middle Tennessee, Colorado State. We didn't get a real fair look against Michigan. I kind of like the Rams here in this late. I'm a little biased. I think Norvell can get this team going. I like that minus eleven. I don't know if that's going to be an official pick yet. But I could lean towards that. I could tease that down a little bit. Also, another one that has my eye, and, and I, I again, I, I'm more interested to watch it to see for further analysis later, is Appalachian State. Man, they almost beat North Carolina. They go on the road to Texas A&M, get 19, and the over-under is 54. I mean, is Texas A&M's defense that good that they can hold them back? I mean, can they put up 17 points? Because if they put up 17, man, I'd like to think that Texas A&M is worth 38 in that game. That's just me for me. Yeah. So, I mean, my early read into that game, F state of Texas A&M, I, I mean, the over seems really low given what we just watched against Carol, you know, the Carolina F state game, which was unbelievable. Um, I still, th- it feels like a trap to me. I, I, I just, I'm not going to touch that. But that over just seems low. Um, so I'm probably going to fade it. The game I like out of this slate more than any of them is Virginia plus four and a half at Illinois. I think, I think Virginia's offense can be the real deal. I mean, it, there's a lot of veterans on that team. Armstrong looked great last week. He ran for 100, threw multiple touchdowns. I think he threw for 300. Um, they are going to be they're going to be a tough offense i think all year long i mean armstrong's proven and he's gritty man he he makes things happen and he they score points with him under center so i i like that virginia four and a half um it's probably going to be one of my picks on saturday washington at home against portland state wyoming at home against northern carolina uh, northern colorado excuse me 
Bowling Green at home against Eastern Kentucky, Georgia at home against Sanford, Rutgers at home against Wagner, Purdue at home against Indiana State, James Madison at home against Norfolk State. Finally, some games with some lines at the four o'clock. Iowa, oh my God, minus three and a half, over under 40 and a half against Iowa State. Texas Tech, minus three, over under 64. And California, minus 12 and a half, over under 48. Fermi, I put two units, and I'm going to stick to it. Whatever happens, happens. If you get a better line than me, good for you. I got that line at 66 and a half, and I put two units on it because I was afraid it was going to go up to 70. And this line keeps dropping, and I don't know why. I don't understand it. I think Clayton Toon is, is a very good ball player. They have Tank Dell, very good wide receiver. I know that Houston lost their running back before the season even started. I understand that Chuck is out at quarterback for Texas Tech, and I feel horrible for that because I really liked him, but Donovan Smith is far more competent in my opinion. He's more mobile inside the 25. He's definitely got an arm on him. He could throw it out. Texas Tech's secondary is still atrocious. It's atrocious for me. If Houston is half competent in this game, getting a run game going, they're going to get single coverage. They're going to expose Texas Tech's uh, secondary. This is a shootout. There is one way Texas Tech wins this game, and they win it by putting up over 40 points. Well, Houston has to keep pace. For me, this thing should be closer to 70. It's a touchdown underneath that. Texas Tech over the whole way, for me. So I am, and you can wear your earmuffs here. I'm on Houston plus three. That's fine. I, I really like Tune. Um, like you said, Dell is, I mean, he's electric, man. Very tough to guard for an undersized wide receiver. And yeah, you're right. McCaskill's out, but they, they still have athletes. I'm I'm very confident. And I, I talked about this last week. I think their win over UTSA, I said that was going to be a great game. I liked UTSA plus four and a half. That, I mean, it proved to be an, a great game. They are both very good teams, UTSA and Houston. I think Houston can get a win here. Um, I I locked this in at plus three for Houston. Um, and, yeah, I don't I don't understand why the, the line's dropping. It could be um, backup quarterback, but, I mean, to your point, I th- you know, I think um, it, it's not really going to hold Texas Tech back at all. No. No. I mean, this game last year was tight. But, again, I think that was the opening week, and that was at a neutral site. This is at Texas Tech. I think, yeah. what do I always say? It's it's a line that I stole. Man, strange things happen in the Jones. Uh, Donovan Smith is a competent quarterback. And for Texas Tech to put up the yardage that they did, mind you, mind you, UTSA's quarterback was all over them. I mean, didn't he put up over 300 yards? And he rushed for another 50 or 60 yards as well, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were all over them. They got beat up. I understand that, that Houston's – uh, uh, defense is, is supposed to be a, you know, the strong part of their team right now. But going back-to-back weeks against team, first of all, UTSA is underrated for how much they ground and pound and for how physical they are. And that dome is an incredibly hard, loud place to play. They have done a heck of a job building that place up. But to go into the Lubbock, okay, it is going to be bumping in there. It's going to be electric. I mean, Texas Tech, I think it was like under 25 seconds. It's somewhere between like 18 and 25 seconds of play is what they were running. If you blink, they were scoring touchdowns. Joey McGuire was brought in for a reason. He was brought to manage that team. And he brought the offensive coordinator 
from Western Kentucky in for a reason. And it's not to go slow, Fermi. It's not to go slow. So I, I even argue your plus three because I think if Tech gets this thing going, they are going to have they're going to create problems for Houston. I think that they are a very, very competent team. I, I, Kitley is going to try to do everything he can to put up 60, period, point blank. UCLA at home against Alabama State. Way to go, UCLA. Way to show up for your hometown team. Nevada against Incarnate Word. Wow. Talk about Nevada potentially going 3-0 and and being one and well, two wins away from hitting their win total. Here we go. Lines again. Old Dominion. At East Carolina, plus 13, over under 51 and a half. West Virginia, minus 13 and a half, over under 60 at home against Kansas. UAB, minus six and a half, over under 50 and a half at Liberty. Holy Cross, Buffalo, thanks for coming. Robert Morris, hey, Romo. Uh, uh, at Miami, don't care. Southeast Louisiana, Florida Atlantic, thanks for coming. Coastal Carolina, Gardner Webb, same thing. Florida, minus five and a half, over under 52 at home against Kentucky. And the last one for the 7 p.m. before we get diving deeper into it, Toledo, minus 28 and a half, over under 48, 49 and a half, Fermi. So the Florida game, I, I was really happy to see Florida beat Utah last week. Richardson looked the part, man. He's going to be he's gonna be a good pro, in my opinion. He's got the size, he's got the speed, and he has some arm strength. He... He played very, very well against a great Utah team. I think Florida finally can beat Kentucky. Um, Kentucky's just had their number the last several years, but I think Florida can cover that six. Uh, the other game that's intriguing to me is ODU, East Carolina. Both off of, of both teams looked good last week. Old Dominion upset BT. East Carolina played NC State very tough and honestly probably should have beat them. Please tell me you're taking um, ODU. Please tell me you're taking ODU. I... I don't think I am because ODU's win over VT is less impressive than East Carolina, really their kicker blowing it at the end against NC State. I think East Carolina is a very solid team. Aylers looked good last last week in a, a very big showdown with NC State. So that over is tempting. I don't know that I'm going to be on either side, but ECU's my early lean there. What about UAB minus six and a half against Liberty? Don't really have a read into that. I mean, that Liberty Liberty won close last week, right? Yes, two it two points. Tight, I think by two. Yes, and and uh, Brewers out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think I'm just fading. I'm I'm on so many other games right now. I I think I'm fading it. <laughs> Keep these games rolling. Seven o'clock. Syracuse minus twenty two and a half at UConn over under forty nine. Kent State getting 33-and-a-half over-under now, 72-and-a-half at Oklahoma. Eastern Michigan getting 11-and-a-half at Louisiana, over-under 55-and-a-half. Tulsa minus 6 at home against Northern Illinois, over-under 62. Texas State minus 14, over-under 60-and-a-half against Florida International. Utah State, Weber State, nope. Georgia Tech, Western Carolina, nope. South Florida, Howard, nope. Ole Miss, Central Arkansas, nope. SMU, Lamar, nope. Tulane, Alcorn State, nope. Troy, Alabama, A&M, nope. Louisiana Tech, SF Austin, nope. Full stop. Fermi? I don't have anything there. I have a couple in the late slate, but that's it. Really? I have no interest in that, that time slot. Where are you going? I would think that uh, Oklahoma might be the play. That is tough for Kent State to travel out to Washington come home and travel to uh, Oklahoma 
And I, I think Boomer Sooner is going to beat up on Kent State. Again, I have no idea what they were thinking. This is kind of the talking point on, on all the other podcasts that I've been listening to as well before this. I mean, when, when you're looking at schedules and when I was listening to other podcasts about um, win totals for the season, I mean, Kent State's first three out of four games are absolute and total nightmares. You know, they have a, a, like LIU or something next week. And then they go down to Georgia. I mean, goodness gracious for me. They're just going to get pummeled. Five touchdowns, that seems reasonable for Oklahoma. Um, yeah. The over is 72. That's high. I think that's the highest total this week. But I think it's totally possible. I think Louisiana's fraudulent. I will not touch this game. But I would. I can't wait to see when they line up against some Sunbelt teams because I think there's going to be some value. So I'm cheering for Louisiana this game. They, they only beat their, their their opponent last week. I think it was Southeast Louisiana. I think they beat them 24-0. That's nothing. That team should have at least 40 on that team. Uh, I'm excited to watch it, but I don't have anything on it. I agree with you. Stay far, far away, degenerates, away from that Texas State-Florida International. Far, far away. Here we go into the 8 o'clock slate. Oh, I'm sorry. 7.30 slate, then into 8. Auburn, minus 23.5, over under 15.5 at home against San Jose State. Georgia Southern is getting 23 at Nebraska, over under 62.5. USC, minus 8 at Stanford, over under 66.5. Arizona State getting 11 at Oklahoma State, over under 57.5. Southern LSU, nope, McNeese, Rice, nope, Texas State again? North Texas? What? Did I misread that? Anyways, Michigan. Oh my God, Michigan! I just saw. I just. I just saw this. Oh my Lanta, Michigan minus fifty-two over under sixty-seven and a half against Hawaii. Full stop. Firming. Yeah, that that Michigan line is absurd. I saw that earlier this week. I think it opened at forty-nine or fifty. Um, so Georgia Southern plus twenty-three and a half against Nebraska is what I see, and. Clay Helton is there, right? Crazy. And they are going from an option offense to his traditional passing offense. And usually it takes time, but they hit the portal pretty hard. Helton, obviously, is is well known for his his time at USC. They had four passing touchdowns last week against an SDS opponent. I think they're going to be able to score some points. Against Nebraska, I like and I do not like Nebraska. I mean, I think Scott Frost is watching his time in Nebraska sort of tick by. I think he's on a hot seat. Um, that probably even goes without saying. So I think Georgia Southern can hang in there. I don't know that I'm going to bet it yet. I want to see what this line does. But 23 and a half seems reasonable to me. And then the other game I really do like in this sleep is USC minus eight and a half. I think they I think they can win by double digits against Stanford. USC's offense is the real deal, man. They Williams looked good last week. They had Addison, I think, had two touchdowns. And they're just getting their feet wet playing together. I mean, two of the best players at their respective positions in the country. Lincoln Riley's a great offensive minded coach, as you as you know. I think they're just gonna continuously improve on offense as the year goes on. And they, they could be contenders at the end of the year. I just don't know if their defense can hang on. They did have two defensive touchdowns last week. Am I out of my mind for liking this Arizona State, uh, Oklahoma State over? No, because that Oklahoma State-Central Michigan game last week filled up some points too. 
Um, I, I think that's that's certainly in play. 57 and a half is what I see. So Xavier Valaday, who I liked for uh, Wyoming last year. I mean, dude's a horse. Transferred in, and he he scored two last week. One was 27. I mean, they had a bunch of field goals in that game for me. Maybe not necessarily fully finishing drives, 36-yard field goal, 44-yard, 44-yard. Do the math on that. That's that's inside the, you know, around the 30, right? You go, what is it, 10? So that gives you 40. Yeah, you're at the you're at the 30 somewhere, then seven yards back. I mean, you're at the 30-yard line. So pretty close there for me. Maybe they string it together and uh, and score some extra points here. Uh, you know, with the way Oklahoma State looked, I don't know if you can fix defense in a week. That total's going up for me. I might have to lock that in. 58, what does that change to? That's 31-28, still good. Uh, 35-24, that's still good. I think I'm going to take that. Put me on the books for that. Give me, give me a unit on Oklahoma State, Arizona State over at 7.30 p.m. for me. Woo, live bet. Live bet, baby. Here we go. Virginia Tech. Minus three over under 48 at home against Boston College, Idaho State, San Diego State, Tarleton, TCU. Shout out to my girl down there who teaches at Tarleton. Idaho, Indiana. Nope. Nichols and UL Monroe. No. Eastern Washington, Oregon. Oh, RIP, Oregon. New Mexico State. Oh, a Fermi favorite. Plus 16 over under 46 and a half at UTEP Baylor. Getting three, wow, at BYU, over under 53 and a half. Fresno State, pick them against Oregon State, over under 61 and a half. And the late night Pac-12 after dark is Arizona getting 10 and a half at home against Mississippi State, over under 59 and a half. For me, why am I not taking Oregon State and Baylor? Well, I, I mean... BYU's for real, man. They are, they are good. I The game I like here is Mississippi State, Arizona, over 60. I think that could be a straight shootout. Uh, Mike Leach offense against Deloria, who is, I guess, the transfer in from Washington State, had a big game last week. I think there could be mad points scored there. I like New Mexico State, uh, but they just need to hang in, in games, man. Their offense has been atrocious. The under 46 might be the play, as crazy as that sounds. And then BC, Virginia Tech, I am not touching with a 10-foot pole. BC lost to Rutgers, and Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion. I mean, two teams that just could not have started in a worse position. Um, ECC teams that just laid an egg. Boy, Baylor, I mean, she's the ninth ranked team again. I understand that getting three. If that gets to three and a half, I might have to take that. That BYU good man. They are tough. Yeah, I, I, that over's looking then saucy. And then Oregon State. Ooh, did they look good? I'll tell you what. I watched a lot of that game before I passed out, and they are complete. Uh, not the Oregon State of old. Uh, oof, oof. Did you like that Mississippi State over or no? Yeah, I think that's the play on the Mississippi State Arizona game. Okay. Uh, if, if if we do anything, I, I don't even know that I'm going to take it. I want to see how the day sort of goes before that that happens. We we are not an NFL podcast, but it's kind of kind of sacrilege not to at least throw out the first game. I think it's what we do every year. So Bills minus two and a half over under fifty two against the Rams. Fermi, any thoughts before we wrap it up? 
crazy that the Bills are our favorite. But obviously, they're, they're a very good team. I mean, they're going to be tough. Josh Allen's the MVP favorite right now. And you know how this works. Like, the ring ceremony, celebration day for the Rams, like, that always sort of works against the home team, I sort of feel like. I mean, I think right now my lean is Bills minus two. I think they can win by a field goal. Any final thoughts? Josh Allen for the win. Any final thoughts for me? No, man. I I think I, I did have one other thought. So last week, I mean, we obviously didn't have much to go off of. Now we have one game in the books for all these college teams. And aside from a couple week zero games, um, I think it's, it's very interesting. A lot of lines jump out at me because we, we base so much on last week's activity, like how they performed last week. But in reality, such a small sample size. And it's probably like, I feel like in my head, that's why I like so many games because I, I just sat down and watched an entire day of football. But in reality, I think a lot of our preseason prep needs to still be in the back of our minds about um, what's going to be happening because such a small sample size, like South Carolina is a perfect example. I did not like what I saw last week and I'm going to bet against them this week, but I don't know if that's a great strategy. You know, I'm going based off of what I saw. I don't know if that's the right way to approach it, but we're going to see. I still really like Arkansas. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely on that game. If you hear that noise in the background, that's my cats finding out that the guys who are redoing my kitchen have left some screws. So I'm going to wrap this thing up Saturday. Coffee and quick picks, as always, 7 a.m. Right after that, it'll be uploaded for you guys. Looking for it. We'll keep it under 10 minutes. Your favorite, Romer, the Philadelphia Homer. Take a guess what he's taking this weekend. Also, please don't forget to share, click, like, subscribe. Send this thing out. We see you. We hit a mile marker for ourselves. Over 6,000 total downloads. Coming up on our 100th episode. It's going to be great. We're going to bring everyone we can back to celebrate with us. So for Mr. Fermi, I, as Dr. Goose, thank you for joining us on Leans, Looks, and Lines on the Anonymous Gamblers podcast. And remember, it's only a problem when you're losing. Talk to you guys Saturday.